0: Today's Davis Num Hay Amr Aleph and Amr 55A. We are on to the very top line at the two dots at the colon. Here we go. The last halach of the Mishnah was that in any place, no matter what the minna gives about working on Tishabav, Tomi Dechachamim do not belong working on tishuvah. They're the ones that should be the most tuned in to the tsar, the pain of the day, says the Gemara. The member, do you mean to say, the Rav Shem Ben Lei Hashin Yura, the Rav Shem Gamliel says that there's no concern that even a non Tamar Chacham uh, doesn't look arrogant by acting like a Tamar Chacham, Rabban and Sarvi Hashin Le Yura, and the Rabban hold that we are concerned about a non Tamar Chacham uh, appearing to be arrogant? elsewhere we learned in a Mishnah the opposite? Ditnan, for we learned in a Mishnah in Brachos. A chosan really is potami kriyashma. He's oisik b'mitzvah. He's involved in a mitzvah, and he's concerned about his halachas of the first, day, of the first night following the wedding. So he doesn't need to say kriyashma. Oisik b'mitzvah, potam in a mitzvah. If you're involved in one mitzvah, you don't need to fulfill a different mitzvah. If Shingamil says, like all the rights Now, if the halacha is that a is potam from kriyashma because of his, because he's Isik b'mitzvah, then he should not say kriyashma. Because human nature is to not be able to focus on the words of Shema, you think you're so gishmak that you can f- uh, have proper kavana. Tough luck. Last letter of the olive base. Tough. You can't just do whatever you want. So you see, Rishonim Leol is Chayis which is the opposite of what we just learned. Amar says Switch around the opinion of these mishnayos, Yeah, these mishnayos are misquoted and really, the are both, Tushit need to stay consistent. However, Rav Shishabri, Rav Idiom, the Rabbonon, the Kasha, and will say that the Rabbonon who are concerned, in our case, about fasting, that we are concerned about arrogance and, and uh, yuara, is actually not a contradiction. Why? Because Hacha, over here, by working on Tisha Kivan, Dukuli Yama, Abdi Malacha, sins, everybody else in town is doing work, so mechzik yura. The are going to say it looks like you're being arrogant. But by al makari. Listen, you got married, but not everybody else got married on Tishab, It's of everybody. The night of a person's Hasana, everybody else is saying shema. So you're just doing like everybody else. So like mechzik it doesn't look arrogant. You're not doing, you're not being different. It's just the opposite. You're being the same. Also, it's not necessarily contradiction. a contradiction. Kavana will say, by Shema, you need to focus in. And therefore, it's inappropriate. It's not a matter of you are a, It's not a matter of arrogance. It's a matter of of concentration. And if a person is uh, expected to not be able to concentrate, so they should not say Shema. There's a non We can testify people are concerned the night of their wedding. Mechsi Kiyuara, and therefore it looks like he's being arrogant. No, I'm different than everybody else. But Abel but over here by Tishabav, like Merci Kiyuara, it doesn't look like he's uh, being arrogant because Amri, if people say, see him not working on Tishabav, they're going to say, Malachi the Leslie, okay, you know why? The guy's a little lazy. There's a lot of people that are lazy out there just hanging around, shoozing around, and, and uh, therefore they're not going to view him like a frummy. Like a, an arrogant religious fanatic. Rather, they'll uh, they'll just say he's like everybody else. All right, period. End of that Gemara. Next Mishnah. This Mishnah and the following Mishnah as well. We have a few different Mishnayos on today's daf. Now we're going to get back into the the minhug of erev Pesach. We're going to start discussing again the 14th day of Pesach. Now let's go back. Remember the beginning of the Perak. That's really what led us on to all these various customs that we've been learning about over the past week. Because we said there's a, there's a different minhagim as to whether a person should be working on Erev Pesach prior to Chatzos. So we're going to get back into that right now. Here we go. In Yehuda, they would work on Erev Pesach until Chatzos. They would not work at all. In the Galil, they didn't work. In Yehuda, they did work. Halayla. What about working on Arab Pesach the night before the Seder? Meaning the night that we know of as Bedikas chametz The night where we search for chametz What about working the night of Bedikas chametz So, Beishamai Aishrim. Beishamai says, you're not allowed to work. Beishamai says, you're not allowed to work. The soul says, if you have a custom to not work on the entire day of Erev Pesach, you're still permitted to work at night. Even though it's called Erev Pesach, since it's not yet day, you're permitted to work, says the Gemara. I don't understand something. First, the Tana taught about that it's a Sura. and then at the end, you say, You know, Iser seems to imply that it's more than just a custom it seems to imply like it's a halachic transgression. Okay, now as much as we know that a minug is an important thing, a minhag is not a halacha. So the, the word of usr seems to be inappropriate, but says the Gemara, no, Amarav Yechenon, like kash is no question. Ha, the Rebbe ha, the Rebbe Yehuda, one's following the one that, the, the, the word Minug and the word Isr is referring to two different tanayim, One's talking about Rebbe Meir, and one's talking about Rebbe Yehuda. And let's explain. The tiny we learned in the Yehuda says, Yehuda, they would work until Chatzai, during honor of Pesach. They didn't work at all. Rebbe Meir says to Khan, What does Yehuda and Galil have to do over here? Just because they did this in Yehuda, and in the Galil tells me nothing about what I'm supposed to be doing in Tiberia, what I'm supposed to be doing in St. Louis. We're dealing with community minhugging. We're not dealing with, we're not starting to give examples about the whole world, what everybody else is doing. It Just depends what your local uh what your local customers. Okay. Now, and mayor the fact that Rebbe Mayer says, just look at the local Minog, It must be Rabbi is dealing with Halacha, Rebbe Meir is focusing on the issue being customs, and Rebbe Yehuda is focusing on the issue being halacha. And therefore, it's not a contradiction. In the verbiage, the word that says minug is following the expression of Rebbe Meir And at the end, when we talk about Israel, that's Rebbe Yehuda. It says the Gemara, no, that's not possible. I'll tell you why. Because the Rebbe Yehuda mutter. Does Rebbe Yehuda really hold that it's completely mutter to work on erev Pesach vatania a person who has taken care of his fields by weeding them out is, is, um, is a, a person who weeds his field uh, on Erev, Erev, Pesach. Okay, And we'll, we'll, we're about to see why two days before Pesach there's a discussion. So you were pulling weeds out and while you're pulling out weeds, you also remove some stalks that are not yet fully grown. You're allowed to put it back in the ground um, if it's wet. Tit literally is plaster, but here it's referring to like um, like wet mud. And you're not allowed to put it back into a place, into soil that is completely dry. Now, what is the halacha over here? What's going on on Erev, Erev, Pesach? See, here's the problem. The problem's like this, and, and we familiarized ourselves with this halacha earlier in the Yashan, that when they would bring the carbon Aymer on the second day of Pesach, that allowed the new crop to now be eaten. Okay? Now, however, anything that only took root after the Omer is brought, does not become mutter until the next Omer is brought. What is the Omer? I bring the carbon Omer second day of Pesach, it allows everything that has taken root to be used. But now, what's the problem? The problem is, it's Erev Erev Pesach, which is three days prior to the carbon Omer, because the Omer is second day of Pesach. So, if this is on the 13th, I okay, got three days beforehand, I by mistake, I pulled something out of the ground. And now I want to stick it back in, but I don't, oh my goodness, you know what's going to happen? It's less than... I'm, What happens if this takes root too late? And now I'm going to have to wait an entire uh, year plus in order to make use of this. That's the issue that we're dealing with. So the brisa tells us that you're allowed to put it back into wet ground that allows roots to grow faster. And if you put it into wet ground, then even the carbon nightmare in three days' time will work for this. But you shouldn't put it back into dry ground. Now, uh bishloisha, us are in. On the 13th day of Nisan, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to replant it. Bar ba But on the 14th day, it seems you can't. Now, that's too close already, and it's not going to take root anywhere. Michti, let's see. Shamil the rebbe We had to say, call har kavashenikalat eshayam shov Any time you graft uh, items together, and it's less than three days, it's not considered grafted yet and if you're going to say the 14th day you'll have to do why do you got to say that it was the 13th is the last day for planting what happens the Kabbalah was only brought on the second day so now you have the 14th you'll have the 15th which is the first day and part of the 16th which is the third day must be that from the fact that we, the, the deadline for replanting is day 13, must be, he holds, that it's Bamish usher, that is completely prohibited to do any Malacha on the 14th, okay? Amarav, Rav says, BeGalil Shonu, that was taught only in regard to the Galil, because remember, what did we say? That in Yehuda they did work on the 14th before Chatzos. In the Galil, they did not do work on the 14th before Chatzos. So in the Galil, Taka the deadline is going to be the 13th. But maybe... Maybe in a place where the custom is to work on the 14th, he would have he would have allowed it. But he was giving his Pesach for the Galil. Ah, he says the Gemara of Galil, You also have the night of the 14th that in the Galil, remember we said they just didn't work during the daylight. But what about replanting on the 14th at night? the K'bei The Buddha holds like Bei that you're not allowed to do Malacha. If you can't do Malacha before Chatzais, the Isra Malacha starts... The night prior as well. Ravashi Amaravashi gives another answer. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Beis Hillel that it is permitted at night. However, the Fisha in Darkness, He says, I'll tell you why. Just people don't do that. People aren't involved in their fields during the nighttime, and therefore it's just not a practical case. Ravina says, Really, Rabbi Yehuda is giving his psaq um, in Yehuda as well. Now, again, in Yehuda, we, uh, the, they allowed work to be done on Erev Pesach prior to Chatzos. Our problem with that was, so why didn't he say do the 14th? So Ravina explains, because when it comes to a stalk being replanted and taking root, Chad you can't say part of the 14th, the whole 15th, part of the 16th. No, it's not the way it works. You need two 48-hour periods plus part of a day. So there's no such thing as part of the 14th, the whole 15th, and part of the 16th. And we don't say two and that's why, even, which is sensible, and that's why even in Yehuda the deadline for replanting would be the 13th day of Nisan. Next mission. Rav Meir says, any work that started before The 14th day, you're allowed to finish it on the 14th. Meaning, if you started before, you could finish. Now let us start new work. You can't start new work. Even if you know that you could finish it. Okay, so if you started prior to the 14th, you could finish it on the 14th. On the 14th itself, you're not allowed to start any new projects. That there are three melachos that you're allowed to do on erev Pesach, no matter what. Even if your minik is usually not to work on erev Pesach prior to Chatzais. these three areas, these three types of jobs, you're allowed to work. Which types of jobs? A chayotin, a chayot, a tailor. You've got to fix clothing for shabs. for yomtiv, Basapara haircuts, makovsim, laundry. Rats on him. Even those who are shoemakers, even those who fix up shoes are allowed to. Meaning, if it's a malacha, if it's a craft that people need to prepare themselves for the Yom Tiv of Pesach, that craft is permitted to be involved in on Erev Pesach prior to Chatzais. Even if everybody else in your town has the custom not to work, you're allowed to go to work. Says the Gemara. they asked the question searching for information. Did Rameyer say that you're not allowed to start any new project on the 14th? Does that apply if I need the project for Pesach? But if it's not, then you can't even finish. This that says you can't start new and you can't finish, but you could start previously and finish. Is that referring to Tsarich Hamayit that you can't even start something new Tsarich Hamayit, but you could finish it up only if it's Tsarich Hamayit? I do Maybe Maybe he's dealing with things that are not needed for Yom Tov. maybe Taka he would agree that if you need to do a Malacha Latsarich Yom for a Yom tif need on Pesach, I could even start a new project on Erev Pesach. I do or So what's the circumstance? What type of malachah is this needed for yomtiv or not? It says Gmar Tashma, come and listen. We'll try to prove it from here. Avolayaskam b'tchilah bravos. You're not allowed to start a new job on the fourteenth. A new project on the fourteenth needs an afilu til til katan afilu shchava katanan. Even a small belt and even a small shchava. Even a, a hat. My afilu. What do you mean even? Listen, a hat and a belt are clothing that people use for Yom Tif. And we're still saying, Migmarin, you could finish it on the 14th. You can't start. You could infer from here that let's say you have a project that's not needed for Pesach. You can't even, you can't even uh, finish up a pre started project. You have no proof from there. Really, maybe the halacha is that if it's not Litzar HaMaid, you're not allowed to finish it. Filu, and what does he mean? Oh, even a belt or a hat. These things that are small, they're not the biggest projects in the world. You're not going out and building a shed in your backyard. I would have, uh, I would have thought to say, zui <laughs> by the time you start it, you're almost done. Right? It's, what is it? A quick sewing and uh, you got your hat, right? I would say, listen, a small project, you can even start on a Pesach, therefore, maybe the brisa lets us know that even the small project, you're not allowed to start on the 14th day of Nisan. Bottom line is, we don't have a proof from this brisa because we're not sure whether it's limited to a belt and a hat, or does it apply to all other projects. We don't know. So for this, we back off of our proof, and we still have our Shiloh. Again, when mayor says, you're allowed to start a project before and finish it on the 14th. You can't start a project new. Is that talking about, do you need this thing for Pesach? What's going on? So we're still trying to prove that. Toshma, come and listen, perhaps from the following b'risa. Rameyer says, shi any malacha that is being done for Yomtif, top of Amadez, you're allowed to finish it, On the 14th day, Emosai. When is this true? This is only true when you start it before. So you need it for Yom You're only allowed to do it if you start it before. If you don't need it before, you can't even start. Now you see from here, that you're allowed to finish something on Erev Pesach. If you started it, if it's being, if you started before Pesach and it's tzarich hamayid, if you start on the thirteenth and it's tzarich hamayid, But if it's not for tzarich you're not allowed to work on the fourteenth. So as a wrong, bad assumption. is even if it's not for yomtif you're allowed to finish a project prior to chatzos on erev yomtiv. the chiddush is like this. You can always finish a project, no matter what it's for. So what's the difference for Tzarek HaMayed or not? What's the difference? The difference is like this. If it's for Tzarek HaMayed, if it's... I, mean, if you're on diff- I can even start on the 14th and complete. But if it's not for Tzarek HaMayed, then, as long as I started on the 13th or before, then I'm allowed to finish on the 14th. Memeila. We still have no proof. Because we have two ways to view this brysa. Either it's the Tzarek HaMayr, Shlaih Lutzarek So we're back to our, our original question of when this halacha was said, what was meant. Okay. So let's try to prove it from here. And this is going to be the third and final proof. We're going to accept this as a proof at the end of the Gemara. Toshmach, come and listen. Reb Meir, Rabbeir, Meir says, Any malacha that's being done, the Tzarek HaMayr, Gaimra Barba Asar, you're allowed to finish it on the 14th day of Nisan, Mashayl Lutzarek HaMayr. If it's not for Yomtif, you're not allowed to finish it. The Aysim Melacha Barbib Zacham Achatzai's Makam Shinaghu, you're allowed to do Melacha on Ere Pesach in a place where that is your Minug. What you see from here is only if it's your Minug you could complete it. Beautiful Makam Shinaghu. If you have a Minug to work on Ere Pesach prior to Chatzai's in, you're allowed to complete the Melacha. Even Shlai Lutsar But Lai Naghu if it's not your Minug, you can't do anything. Shmat mina. you see from here, Lutsar Chamayid in. If it's for the purpose of Yomtef, you're allowed to finish it on Ere Pesach. Shlai Lutsar Chamayid Lai. But if it's not, preemptive, then you're not allowed to finish it on Arab Pesach. Shema minah. we talk, I have a good proof. Bottom line is, when am I allowed to finish a, pro- a project? On on the 14th? If it is L'tzarech Khamayid. Okay. Period. Two dots. Two lines before it gets wide on the page. The Chacham told us, that even work that usually is not allowed to be done on Arab Pesach, if it's for the three crafts of haircuts, tailoring, laundering, that's permitted to be done for sure, even if everybody else in town isn't working. Tana, we learned in Ebrisa, ha tailors. taifra, The reason why a tailor is allowed to... Uh, do a job on Erev Pesach, where everybody else has a custom to not work, is because Hedyot, Taifra, Kedakia, Bechala, Shamaid. The is, if a person's pants get ripped on Chalamayid, and you need your pants, you're allowed to fix it in a simple way. Okay? This is, this is the halacha of Chalamayid. Chalamayid, even though usually Malacha can't be done, on the interval days the inter, the, the middle days of Yamtif, there 's a leniency and that is that even though usually a professional is not allowed to work on Yamtif, over here you 're allowed to do it in a simple manner hasapa <laughs> people haircutters barbers hair salons and those who do laundry, why are they allowed to work <laughs> because we know there's there's uh, Areas of leniency. Let's say somebody gets let out of prison on Cholamayr where a person's traveling from overseas and he didn't have time to get a haircut prior. Let's back up for a minute. Why can't I cut my hair on Cholamayr? I'm allowed to drive my car. Why can't I cut my hair? Why can't I get a haircut? Why can't I shave? Why am I uh, not allowed to do laundry on Cholamayr? I'm allowed to turn on my microwave. Why can't I turn on my washing machine? The answer is because of Kabat Yomtif. The Chachamim, a Zerah, the Chachamim enacted, they didn't want people saving their work for Cholamite. Cholamite is not a day to do laundry. It's not a day to take haircuts. And they were concerned that if we would allow laundry and haircuts of Cholamite, then when people are running last minute, instead of getting a haircut and doing laundry in honor of Yomtif, they would procrastinate. And they would say, oh, all right, I'll do it chalamite, I'll do it in two days anyway. Now that you're going to have to wait a while, people will make sure to take a shave and do laundry, the covered yomteth. If a person's in a situation where you weren't able to, I was traveling, I was on a boat, I was in prison, I couldn't do laundry, I couldn't cut my hair, then it's taka allowed on Chalamay to get a haircut. Here we go. Misapu So, haircuts and laundry, which, if a person would have been in a situation that it was taka impossible to get it done prior to yomtif, you'd be allowed to do that on Chalamayit. So again, we have a lenience here. Shoemakers as well are allowed to make shoes for Erev Pesach. Because when people would be Eil regol, they were always walking. And they would need to get their shoes fixed in order to uh, go back and forth. So where is the machoikas where, about shoemakers? Initially, we only listed three comes a longer basis. Yudhi says, oh, even shoes. Why didn't we list shoemakers in the beginning? One says that you go, that you could learn out the creation of something from the repairing, the fixing of something. And if I'm allowed to fix it, I could even make it in the first place. And the Chum hold that, no, you cannot learn out fixing from creating. What happened by the Euler Regal? Did they need new shoes made? No. How'd they get here in the first place? They walked. Yeah, They needed shoes to get here. See, so you weren't making new shoes. We were fixing new shoes. Okay? And the cham- therefore, that's the machaikas. Whether a shoemaker should be included, because a shoemaker really is only needed for fixing, is not needed for creation. Period. Next halacha concerning Pesach. Here we go. Very, very interesting halacha. And. Let's read it inside first and we'll explain. You're allowed to put eggs underneath hens so that they should hatch on Erev Pesach. Okay? To put an egg underneath a hen is not considered a melacha. Okay? Now, on Erev Pesach, we don't know yet. If this is until midday, after midday. Let's say you have a hen that ran away. She's sitting on the eggs. I'm done with these kids. Yeah, I'm out of here. You could put her back. To put her back on the eggs, same as putting the eggs under her. Putting the eggs under her, putting her on the eggs. same thing. The what happens if you put eggs under a hen and the hen kicks the bucket. So you can take her away and put another hen on the eggs. You're allowed to clear out the feces, the excrement from under animals. But on Cholamayit it's a whole malacha to start cleaning out the whole area. What you're allowed to do is you're allowed to push it off to the side. But to do a real good cleaning from the barn and the stall, would not be allowed. Okay. You're allowed to bring vessels to and fro, uh, house of a craftsman, even if it is not, okay, this is a very general statement, without getting specific yet, and the Gemara is going to um, explain what exactly happened. This is also... Uh, not a long gemara. There's a brand new Mishnah towards the bottom of this daf. So here we go. Let's see how the gemara uh, tears apart and explains the Mishnah. The Mishnah says you're allowed to place eggs underneath the hen. So Then why do you got to say that you could put the hen under the eggs? Think about it. It's the same thing. Putting, bringing eggs to put under a hen is the same as bringing the hen to the eggs. What would be the Navkamina? Why should, there be, why should it be any different? Abay explains, I'll tell you, Asan this, that we say, you're allowed to put her back on the eggs, is referring even to Cholomayr. Meaning, on Erev Pesach, you're allowed to put the eggs under the hen to hatch. On Cholomayr, you're not allowed to do that. You're allowed to put eggs under a hen, Erev Pesach. Cholomayr, you're not allowed to do that. On Cholomayr, if a hen runs off the eggs, she's had enough, you're allowed to put her back. That's the difference between the eggs to the hen and the hen to the eggs. Is, granted, it's the same halacha Pesach, Amar Aguna. explains. This halacha is true, that you're allowed to put a hen back on her eggs. That is, if it's within three days of when she ran away. You caught her within three days; you could put her back. Because it, for three days, the the warmth that the hen gives to the eggs remains up to seventy two hours. So when you put her back, you're not like starting cooking again. It's been cooking the whole time. After three days, the foster love got lagamri. Then the eggs are completely uh, are completely uh, separated from her, and you're not allowed to take her back. Once three days have passed from her time she ran away, the There's no more warmth. Or even if it is within three days, dakati in which it's not going to be completely uh, ruined because the eggs still have the ability to hatch. You're not allowed to put her back. Ravami Amar Ravami says, I feel the teik shloishul even if it's within three days, you could. But my why wh- what's the machlaikas? They're not just sitting in the back of a bus deciding to argue. So where is their machlaikas about? One says that we have a concern of cholamayid about a hefsid meruba, that if you don't put the hen back on cholamayid, so you're going to lose all the eggs. Umar sabar, I'm not concerned about a, a small loss. Okay. Umar sabar, the man, the Omar holds. The that the rabbonon are, are uh, going to be lenient, even when it is a smaller type of loss. Period. End of that gemara. We're now at the two dots, the next part of the mission, and that is clearing out from underneath the animals. You're allowed to clean out from underneath, uh, clean out the excrement from underneath the animals. You just push it to the side. The rabbis learn, so should we. You have, you have excrement in a courtyard. You're allowed to push it to the side. If it's in a refesh or in a chatzor, then you're allowed to bring it mamish to the garbage dump. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Says the Gemara, that makes no sense. <laughs> you said the same thing and told me to do different things. This itself is a contradiction. Amri, you said, if it's in a courtyard, push it to the side. Well, then he said, in a barn or in a a courtyard, you take it all the way out to the garbage. Well, what do you do? In a chaser, that push it to the side or am I allowed to take it out? On Erev Pesach, the halacha is, you're allowed to take it out. On Chol you're only allowed to move it to the side. You're not allowed to do as much Malach. Chol is more strict than Erev Pesach. Rav Amar Rava says maybe both halachas referring to Both halachas of moving the, the excrement to the side or completely away. and this is the halacha of the brisa. Nasa be refes. If you can, if it's possible, to move it to the side, yeah. So then that would be the ideal thing to do. Move the excrement to the side and treat the chaser like the refes. Treat it like the barn. Treat it like the stable. However, if you can't do that, then you're allowed to take it all the way outside, period. End of that discussion. Last halacha of the Mishnah, which we said was very general and very, very unclear, which was that you are permitted to bring utensils to and fro a craftsman, even if you don't need it for yomtis. What happened? What's the story? Malikin and Mavimibe Summa Namura of Papa of Papa says, <laughs> Rava tried to check us out, sharpen us. Yeah, give us a fair. See whether we were able to think with the following statement. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Malich Mavim Ked Meves you're allowed to bring vessels to and fro from the house of a craftsman. Afal Piyisha Inon Sarach Hamayi Davidovs Not Needed for Yomtiv. From Minu Blatsi Contradiction. Mavim Ked Meves Uma You Now Let It Bring Vessels From the House of a Craftsman. Bim Chayish Lahem Shami But if you're concerned that maybe it's going to be stolen yeah, you're a craftsman, you want to bring it back to your house, and maybe somebody's going to steal it, and it's very hard to uh, get it back. So you could move it to a different chatzar in order to protect it. And so we have a contradiction, yeah? You're allowed to do it, or you're only allowed to do it uh, if it's close. And we answered, like Asher, okay, so like we said on Herod Pesach, you're allowed to be more lenient, let it completely move it, but a It depends on distance. Be by same if you want, you could say Both are on cholamayid There's still no contradiction. One's Once talking about where the owner tr- trusts uh, trusts the the craftsman, and therefore there's no need for him to bring the utensils because you just hold let, let him hold on to big deal. All the time he's concerned, you know, the guy's uh, maybe going to use it for a different uh, project, and I don't want him using my uh, specialized scissors to, to, on somebody else's uh, garment. And then we say, okay, if you're concerned, then we'll, we'll allow you to bring it closer. Well, Tanya says, and we learned in embrace him. If you in you're allowed bring him from the house of a craftsman. Kegayim, for example, what's an example? Hakad, a jug. beis hakadar from somebody who makes jugs, vakois and a cup be based from those who make glass of a light summer base at savvy and i bring wool from the house of a dyer of like him or kalem from the house of a craftsman if the craftsman have not if the craftsman the, the specialist has nothing to eat okay meaning uh, you don't need these things for yomtif but he has nothing to eat then nice and nice hurry that you got to pay him before Yom Tev as well. You leave it there. But if you don't trust him, you should leave it in the house next to him. If your concern is going to be stolen from there, you could privately bring it into your home. Says the Gemara. We just brought an answer. We brought an answer, and we said, it depends on who the craftsman is, who the craftsman is, which will decide whether you're allowed to take the vessel, but lichin kasha. As to whether you're allowed to take it from the house of the craftsman, we're still going to have a question, dicton, because we learned Ein Mivin. You're not allowed to take it back from the craftsman, but koltzkein shein mailichin. If you're not allowed to bring it to him, certainly you're not allowed to take it from him on Cholamayi, which is a contradiction on our Mishnah, which says that it's allowed. Answers the Gemara, elamichavrita kashinamekara. Let's go back to the original answer, that the difference in halacha is not dealing with Cholamayid. Rather, the difference in halacha is one's talking about Erev Yamtif, That's where we're going to be lenient. And we said you could bring your, best, your utensils to and fro. And on Cholamayid, we're going to be strict. And we say, there we say it's going to depend, to depend on the distance. Period. End of that explanation of the Mishnah. Let's read the next Mishnah. So we'll be prepared for tomorrow's daf. Here we go, just to round this out. Shisha Dvaram asu anchi there were six things that the, uh, that the people of Yerichai would do. And three out of the six, the Chachamim said, no, 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 bad idea. And three of them, they didn't say it's a good idea, but they let them do it. Okay. Here's the three that the rabbis let go. They said, all right. They turned their nose. They would graft palm trees on Erev Pesach throughout the entire day. What did we learn in the last mission? Now let it work after Chatzais. That we know. That's the whole parak. You can't work it. But they, they, they let it go. Okay. The Karchin Hashemah and there would also be kareach for Shema, which the Gemara is going to get into very shortly. The Gemara uh, is, uh, is going to explain exactly what the, minug, uh, what the Minug was, and it's going to explain that they said the words of Shema in an interesting way. You know, it depends. You say, Kama saves lives, right? The famous thing of Kama saves lives. If you say uh, um, Uh, what's the expression? Something like I had grandma for dinner. Depending on how, on what you mean, you know, you ate your grandma for dinner, or you had your grandma over for dinner, right? You, so if you put, depending on where you put the emphasis, changes the meaning. So it has to do with the emphasis of how they how they said shema. Okay, the katzrim v'gadim the Aymer, they would also cut and stack up the grain before the aymer was brought and those they didn't protest. And here's where they did protest. They would allow branches of trees that belonged to hektish to be used by regular people. Okay? They would allow it to be used. They would eat fruit that fell out of a tree on Shabbos. Okay? So if they ever... Not that they saw it fall out of a tree, but it might have. So if they ever saw... Even on Shabbos, if there was fruits laying under a tree, they always ate the fruit. Nacham protested. And they would separate payah, the of the separating from the corner of your field. They would do that from vegetables. Now, there's no of to take payah from vegetables. And um, what the issue of it is, is that something that is has the status of payah has no of meiser. You don't need to separate meiser. So something like a Anything that's chayev in payah, if the poor people were to take it, they wouldn't have to separate Meiser. But when they started separating their vegetables for Paya, and poor people started taking it, the poor people weren't separating Meiser. They should have, because this is not true Paya. Okay? Umichu b'yad nachom, nachom had an issue with all this. They did not agree with these customs. And the Hashem, on Matzi Shabbos, tomorrow evening, we will continue with... Uh, some fascinating Gemaras concerning the six customs of this Mishnah.